Welcome to the Sermons Podcast of Cross Point Church in Ada, Oklahoma. Let's listen in to our pastor share what God is speaking to him today. Spring of 2008, I was living in a motorhome with my two kids in the driveway of my uncle's house. I mean, 33-foot Winnebago. I, I remember it well. You know, yesterday was five years that I've been the lead pastor of Crosspoint. Yesterday. This is five years I've been here. And so when I got to thinking about that, I couldn't help but go back and think of, of how this all started for me. And so today I want to share with you a little bit of my personal history and how I got here. And I think why I got here and how you're involved in all of that and why it matters to you if you attend Crosspoint. So I'm going to go back five years ago. I'm going to go back 15 years ago, and I'm going to share with you a little bit about why I feel like we're able to be experiencing what we're experiencing right now as a church, which is, which is exciting for me, and I hope it is for you as well. Uh, my wife got a new job, and the new job that she got happened to be in a town three hours away where we had never been in our entire lives. We didn't know one single person. So her job was scheduled for her to show up on a certain day. And so we were trying to get ready and we sold our house. And so she moves to the town and is living in a hotel in the town. And I, with our two kids who are still going to pre-K, and I think, I don't remember what grade, like whatever, third grade, second grade, something like that. Anyway, in the motorhome, in my uncle's driveway. And so I'm away from her. She's away from me. And this is the spring of 2008. The thing about this that's so strange is I knew I wanted to be in ministry. I knew that. And by leaving where we lived, I had just left the most obvious opportunity for me to be in ministry. My grandfather was a pastor of a church and I'd worked there for many years alongside of him. And it just made sense that I would step in where he was. And yet here I am going the opposite direction living in this motor home. Well, in the summer of 2008, I think it was around June, we moved right here to Ada, Oklahoma. And I knew that we had to find a church. That was important to me. And I remember telling my wife, we got to find a church. And I'm going to be very skeptical. You know, it's going to be a good church. I'm going to make sure they're teaching the right stuff. And we're going to, I don't care if we got to go to 10 churches. We're going to go to all those churches and we're going to find out the right one. So in June of 2008, on a Sunday morning, I walked right through this door right over here on the backside coming in the building, and I walked through that door right there, and I came right in, and I sat right back there, my wife and I. I remember I wore khakis and a button-down shirt and a tie and dress shoes. That's where I came from. I walked in, and I realized that's not what this place is. Now, I don't... I don't say this lightly, and I know you might not understand this, and I understand that you might not understand what I'm about to say. You might even question what I'm about to say. But I know just as sure as I'm standing up here, when I sat down right over there, I didn't hear an audible voice, but I know the Lord spoke to me. June of 2008, when I sat down right there, this is the first church I came to. I sat down, and the Lord spoke to me in my heart, and he said, you will pastor this church. 
right, o- right over there. My khaki pants, my tie. I think I had these black shoes that had like a silver buckle. When I walked, they went cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I remember Pastor Phil, if you know Pastor Phil, Pastor Phil was on the stage singing that day. I remember he had a plaid shirt on. And what I remember most is he had a camouflage phone carrier hooked on his belt as he was singing. And I thought, all right, I can do this. I like this. He had tennis shoes on that day and jeans. And he was singing his heart out. I remember all of that. And on Wednesday night, January 7th of 2018, in this very room, I became the sixth senior pastor of Cross Point Church. I never told that story to anybody. I didn't tell my wife. The first time she heard this story is when I stood on the stage in 2020 and told that story. I didn't tell a single person. I told nobody that story. Nobody. And even more than that, I never once acted like somehow I was going to be pastor. No one knew it. And I'll tell you, I made sure that no one ever knew that. Everything that I did leading up to that night on January 7th gave no indication that I had a word from the Lord about my future here. That was important for me to do that. Because if something were to happen, I wanted to know that it was God. And I can tell you right up until the very last moment, it didn't look like I would step into this role, I promise you. So I kept it quiet. In 2020, I told the story. I remember when the search committee was interviewing me for the job. I sat down with them and they were asking me questions, you know, and uh, they said, what's your, what's your vision for Crosspoint Church, you know? And I wasn't going to lie. I didn't have one. I mean, I'd never been pastor. In fact, I had never pastored a church ever. So I said, I, I have no clue. I'm going to have to pray about it. And so thankfully, they took that answer. <laughs> but here's what I want to say. A new vision was vital, but I had no clue what that vision would be. See, I, I want to just share this with you really quickly. I, I knew that our vision for Crosspoint Church, those five years ago, I'm flashing back five years ago and sharing with you where this started, what we have now, where it started just in my time five years ago. Yes, it goes back way further than that, but I'm just sharing with you my story. I knew it was important, and I knew that the vision for the church could not be some fancy worded sentence that just looked good on a t-shirt. I knew that, and so I didn't rush into it. I prayed about it, and I thought about it. See, a vision is a target. I knew this that I'm going to be aiming at in my future. But I also knew that a vision isn't just a target that I'm aiming at. I knew that a vision is a target that my enemy would be aiming at as well. See, when you speak out a vision, if I share and say, this is what we're going to do as a church, this is who we're going to be, it's like me shooting a flare gun up into the night sky. And once I speak out that vision, everybody now knows my location, even my enemy. All vision will be attacked, and I knew that. All vision will be challenged, and I knew that. All vision will be tested, 
to see if it's more than a fancy worded sentence that looks good on a t-shirt. Because a vision will have to endure turmoil, adversity. It had to be something that I was passionate about personally, something that I believed in wholeheartedly. See, I knew that if the vision had to mean something to me or it would never mean anything to you. See, you could spot a fake really easily. And I, I felt like I knew that when I was thinking about what are we going to do, who are we going to be as a church? I knew that the vision had to be from God for this church, for this season, for this group of people. It couldn't be something I just made up in my head. It had to be something straight from the heart of God. If I didn't believe in the vision, there's no way that you would ever believe in the vision. And if you never believed in the vision, guess what? It would never get accomplished. And you know what we would do? We would be a place where people came and sat and left, and that's what we would be known for. And I did not want to be known for that. The Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 2, it says, write the vision and make it plain so that those who hear it can run with it. You know what that means? It means that a vision is bigger than one person. And I knew that what God had for Crosspoint Church wasn't just about me, but it was about you. And so I couldn't think about just me. I had to go to the Lord and ask him, what, what is it, Lord, that I, can, that I can be passionate about, something that's part of me and that I believe in wholeheartedly, and that the group of people that you see coming to Crosspoint will get behind and believe and trust and, and give their lives for? What is that? I had no clue. See, we won't hold on to what we don't value. That, that's why we throw things in the trash, right? We let go of things that don't matter to us anymore. And we don't value things that we can't understand. And when we can't perceive or see the value in something, we let go. And I knew I had to see clearly what God wanted to do. I knew that you had to be able to see it as well. And so those five years ago, this scripture really rang out in my ears. It's Proverbs 29, 9, 18. You've probably heard it. It says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. The word vision there just means perception, ability to see. Where there is no ability to see the why and the what we are doing, the Bible says that the people perish. It doesn't mean that they die. The word perish is P-A-R-A. What it means is the people remove restraint. They release, they let go, they fall away. That's what it means. See, the interesting thing about a vision is that a vision has a gravitational pull to it. Like right now, if I jump up in the air, I don't keep going because gravity pulls me back down to the earth. It brings me in closer. And that's what a godly vision does. A godly vision pulls on the human heart like gravity pulls on the human body. It attracts, it draws, it brings people together. But we've got to be cautious here because the goal of a vision is not just to bring people together in a room. The goal of a vision is to bring people together in a room to do something that makes a difference. That's why a fancy worded sentence that looks good on a t-shirt 
isn't good enough. See, I just want to, I just want to share this with you. The highest purpose of the church is not to grow in attendance. The highest purpose of the church is to grow in impact. If you grow in impact as a church, you won't have to worry about attendance. The church is called to go and do, not to come in, sit, and stare. See, you can have a lot of people and you can have a little impact. When attendance is the only goal, spreading gossip eventually becomes more important than spreading the gospel. Because what else are you going to do when you come and just sit and stare? See, when you're about your father's business, you don't have time to be about your neighbor's. Does that make sense to you? So I knew five years ago, we had to have a vision. It had to be from God. It had to be something that had substance to it. And so here I am, they just asked me, what are you going to do? And I pretty much said, I don't know. So I went and I got before the Lord and I said, Lord, I know the importance of vision and I, I, you, you got to tell me. And so as I was thinking about the future of this church five years ago, the Lord started to remind me about my past. Not, not negative past, but he started to remind me of how I was wired as a person and the things that I was passionate about naturally and the things that I believed in wholeheartedly, things that I did that were values to me that I didn't even have to think about. My granddad was a pastor. I shared that with you. And we learned, my wife and I learned from him at an early age in our walk with God, we learned what it was to be a giver. We sat under his teaching. He, I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. He would literally give someone the shirt off of his back. Literally. I watched him do that. I watched him preach and teach generosity and giving, but I also behind the scenes when no one else was around and nobody saw but me, I watched him do that. And so we learned how to do that. We learned the joy and the benefit of not giving, but being people who are givers. That was our nature. We learned how to always look at a situation and find out how we could leave it better than when we came into it. That's how we think. We saw and we were sensitive to the needs of people. We always were drawn to that. My wife and I, in our 25 years ago, we started learning this and we started living by this. We learned that we were blessed so that we could be a blessing to other people. We learned from my granddad at an early age, his teaching taught us that blessings were not supposed to stop with us. They were to continue on beyond us. We were to be a conduit for blessing. We were to let things pass through and not sit and let things build up in our life, but let things flow through us. We were blessed to be a blessing. We learned that and we lived that. My granddad taught us what it was to be givers. See, giving is something that even now today I'm passionate about personally, and I believe in it wholeheartedly. 
And the Lord reminded me of this, and I didn't know how this fit into our vision as a church, but here's what I knew. I knew that Crosspoint Church would be known for a church that gives. That's what I knew. We would be known for that. If we're known for anything, we're going to be known for our generosity. We're going to be known for being a blessing. We're going to be known for going out beyond ourselves, out beyond our walls. We're going to be a church that is known for reaching out to others out beyond our walls. That would be our focus. So the Lord reminded me of that when I'm saying, Lord, what's the vision for the church five years ago? He also reminded me that this can be a curse, but I'm never okay with doing things halfway. I'm just, it, if we're going to do it, can we just go for it? Like that, that's just how I'm wired. I'm just, if we're going to put time into this thing, can we not do it the best that it can be done? Can we not use our resources and do the best we can with what we have? You know, that's just how I think about things. Just naturally, that's something that I do. I never wanted to just fit in, just be ordinary, just be average, just do what everyone else was doing and let that be my standard. I've always wanted to think bigger. I've always wanted to find better ways of doing things. Good enough was never good enough for me. Why just paint the house when we could remodel the whole thing? (laughs) That's pretty much my mentality. I remember one night, Ashley and I were sitting in our kitchen and we were looking at the first, this is the first house that we bought. We're sitting in there and we're thinking, Man, it'd be nice if we could paint these cabinets, you know, if we could get a better kitchen. And I kid you not, this might have been 11 o'clock at night. This might be poor leadership, but we sold the house and made a profit. We had some cabinets that went out over a bar. Right then, we took the dishes out and I ripped them down. (laughs) We remodeled that entire kitchen. We had the resources, we had the time we could do it. Why not do it? Why go halfway? Well, I've always been a go above and beyond kind of guy. I've always wanted to push harder. I've always wanted to try to do more to reach farther. That's just how I've always been. Going above and beyond is something I always think about. Let me just say this. Here's something else. I hate the phrase, oh, you could never do that. I, I hate that phrase. You're talking about a trigger for me. I remember years ago, right here, when I, just a couple years into being at Crosspoint, we used to have a grand piano that sat on the stage. And I don't know if you know how big a grand piano is, but it's really big. And I don't know if you realize how wide a door is, but a a grand piano does not fit through a door. And I remember somebody told me, they said, oh, you're never going to move that out of there. I was like, oh, what'd you say? I said, what? You said I never could do that? The next day, this is the truth, the next day, the grand piano is off the stage in a room. I know that probably makes some of you uncomfortable thinking our pastor is a psycho. Can he not just dial it back a little bit? That's how, that's how I'm wired. Going above and beyond is something that I'm passionate about personally. It's something that I believe in wholeheartedly. It's part of my nature. It's something that just comes natural to me. I didn't know how that was going to fit into our vision, but here's what I knew. Crosspoint Church would be a church that always went above and beyond. Always. If we're going to do it, we're going to go for it. 
we're going to go for it. We're not going to try to cut corners. We're not going to try to step back and say, well, that's good enough. We're going to actually believe that we're doing this for Jesus and his kingdom, and we're going to give it everything we have. That might freak some people out, and we might thin out the herd sometimes, and people think, that's too much. That's okay. I know what I'm going to do, and I know that there are people who are willing to go and do the very same thing. And that's what I'm going to go and do. And so when I'm praying about this five years ago, these are the things that are coming up on the inside of me. I knew that Crosspoint would be a church known for taking this serious. For being purposeful and intentional about what we do. We would be all in. We would be a church that we're going to go for it. That's what we're going to do. And then I remember I saw it. I thought, this is what, this is what we're going to do. This is the church we're going to be. I, I knew what the Lord showed me for our vision was from God because it was a perfect fit for how God made me. It was something I would fight for. I knew if it was challenged. It's something I would defend because it's something that I believed in wholeheartedly. And that's where our vision came from. Our vision at Crosspoint Church is to reach as far as we can with as many as we can. That's the vision of the church. Five years ago, that's the vision the Lord gave me. Five years from then to today, that's the same vision that we live by each and every day. Behind the scenes in every meeting we have and all the stuff that we do, this is what we think about. We are going to reach as far as we can with as many as we can. And you see really quickly how that includes you. It doesn't say we're going to reach as far as the pastor can. We're not going to reach as far as the song leader can. We're not going to reach as far as the deacons can. That's not what this says. It says we're going to reach as far as we can with as many. You are the as many. The vision that God laid on my heart wasn't just for me. It was for you. Five years ago, he knew you would be here today to hear this vision. The vision is much bigger than me. It's much bigger than you. But right now, this is what the Lord is saying to us. It's the same thing he said five years ago. We're going to reach as far as we can with as many as we can. We're not going to come and sit and stare, but we're going to go out beyond these walls and we're going to go for it as best we can. And if we fail, we're going to know that we failed giving it our all. I would much rather go down trying my best than to go down not trying at all. So if you want to know the personality and character of Crosspoint or the personality and character of the pastor, that's it. It's scriptural too. It's not just something that I made up. In Mark 16 and Matthew 28, we hear the Lord telling us, what we're supposed to be doing, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all, all the world, all creation. Matthew 28 says, make disciples of all nations, not just the ones you can reach, not just the ones that are close, not just the ones that are convenient, not just the people that look like you, not just the people who don't rub you the wrong way, not like just the people that seem like they go to church. That's not what the Bible says. As far as we can, with as many as we can includes everybody that we can. And that's what we're trying to do. But to accomplish this vision, what I realized when I came on board here as a lead pastor is that we would have to have a fundamental shift in what we considered success. We would have to change from a come and see us mentality to a we are coming to you mentality. 
we would have to shift into reaching out instead of depending on people to come to us. And it was in that first year that we launched an outreach department that we had never had before for the specific purpose of accomplishing the vision that the Lord laid on my heart all those years ago. Instead of defining our success by how many people come to church, we would now define our success by how many people we could reach outside the church. Instead of defining our success by how big our attendance was, we're going to now define our success by how big of an impact we can make in our community for the kingdom. That's where success is found at Crosspoint. It's not the number of people in the room. It's the number of people that we reach and impact for the kingdom. There is no value in filling a room full of people if the room full of people don't go out and make a difference for the kingdom of God. Remember, you can have a whole lot of people who make a very little impact. Now, I know and I I understand that that's not everybody's view of what church should be. I get that. I get it. I know, you know, church should be a place where there's nothing really required of me. I want to come, Pastor, I just want to come and sit and just be in here and I just want to check it off my list. That's fine. You're going to be uncomfortable here. You're going to be uncomfortable here, I promise, because I am going to be challenging you to do what Jesus said. Now, I know that seems kind of like a strange thing, but I feel like it makes a lot of sense if we're coming to his church. Are you with me this morning? And this is exactly what we've been doing for the past five years. We've been going for it as a church. We've been taking this serious. We've been fully focused and intentional in what we're doing. We've been giving like we've never given before. We've been reaching like we've never reached before. We've increased our staff. We've increased the number of ministries to reach. You know, I was looking at the numbers from five years ago. And from the time I became lead pastor to now, the numbers that just came in for 2022, we've had just almost a 350% increase in the number of dollars that go out towards outreach. 350% increase. So I'm not just standing up here blowing smoke. I've got the numbers to prove what we're doing. Let me back that up. We have the stories to prove that what we're doing, the lives changed. The ministries that are created, people stepping into roles to to realize that I have something to offer. I'm amazed by it. I believe that Crosspoint Church has been making a difference for the kingdom of God. But if we're going to reach as far as we can with as many as we can, we're not done. You can see really clearly that the vision is open-ended. You never arrive at the end of the vision because if we're going to continue reaching as far as we can with as many as we can, that, there's no end in sight for that. The vision is far bigger than five years. The vision is far bigger than one person. We can't advance the vision any further than we have the people to carry it. Yes, today I'm not going through a whole bunch of scripture and, you know, 
going line by line for you, but what I am doing is I'm inviting you to be a part of a church that has a history of producing fruit, has a vision that we live by, and needs people like you to be a part of that, to catch that vision and say, you know what? I want to be a part of something that's real, something that is a cause worth following, worth joining, worth being a part of. I want to see what the Lord has for me. Because the vision of the church, remember, is not just for me. The Lord knew I was going to be here, but he knew you were going to be here too. And so when I'm sharing this with you, this is your moment to hear from God. And ask yourself the question, what am I doing here? Because every single person has a part. And not all the parts are inside these walls. In fact, let me just say this. Let me clear the air on this. To think that what I'm asking you to do is come to the church more often is not necessarily a true statement. Yes, we'd love you to get involved and be a part. Absolutely. But the first step might just be, you know what? I'm going to commit to coming to be in a service every week. And I'm going to see what the Lord speaks to me. And I'm going to see how I can reach out beyond me and my family. Maybe that's where it starts. I'm going to act like what Jesus said is actually real. And I'm going to commit my life to that. The purpose of this series is like me. I want you to see why God has put you at cross point. I know why God put me here. I know why. I sat behind the scenes and worked diligently for 10 years here. And I knew the Lord had something more for me. And at the right time, I stepped into it. And I'm saying to you, this could be your right time when you thought, you know what? I know there's something I just don't know. I'm giving you an open invitation. Because I'm telling you, you will never be happier than when you find and fulfill what God has called you to do. Your family will never be happier. Most of the frustrations we find in our family are because we're out of joint with God's plan for our life. We're going to talk about that later in the series. I, I, want, to, I want to show you really quickly. I want to do an illustration uh, this morning just to show you what I'm talking about. I've got a, uh, Andrew's going to bring out a prop for me here, <clears throat> and I'm going, to, I'm going to show you what this looks like, and I'm going to show you why it's important for, for you to be a part of all of this. You know, when the Lord spoke to me all those years ago, five years ago, he, he, get, he gave me a vision. He said, this is, this is what I want cross. But when he gave it to me, it, was, it wasn't completely unpackaged. It was kind of up like this. And so what I had to do is I had to mess with this thing and I had to unpack it and figure out what this thing would look like. And I did that. I spent so much time praying about this and I was asking the Lord to open it up and show me what I needed to do. How does this, how is this going to work? And so I unpacked it. And I would pick a piece of it up and I, I, I would see, I could see far and I could pick it up and I could hold it and I could see how far it was. And I thought, man, Lord, I see, I see what you're doing. And then as I would get more and more, he would give me more pieces and I would take the time and I would start to fit things together. And I'd be like, okay, I see why, now I see, Lord, why you were doing that. 
I see why you sent that person here. I, I, it makes sense to me. And then, and then there would be another piece that would open up to me and I would see it and, and the Lord would slowly unravel these things. And then what would happen is I, I had this much vision. I was seeing it unravel and then I would get a little bit more and I would connect the pieces together. And then I would say, oh man, Lord, this is a lot. What are we going to do with this? And then, and then he would open up another piece of it. And I, I would, I would be so excited about this. And I would, I would, I can remember just thinking about seeing the future of the church and, and I would get over here and I would get another piece and I would come in and I would put it on here and I would be so excited about it. And I would think, yes, this is going to enable us to go so much further. Lord, I'm so glad that you showed me that. And I see perfectly how it connects. And so I would come in and I would put it together. Oh, man, I couldn't wait. I was so excited. This is going to be so awesome. And then I would get it and I would be, I'd be like, this is so awesome. Like, I didn't really think this through. Huh? <laughs> I'd be like, Lord, this is so cool. And then the Lord would remind me, the vision can only go as far as you have people to carry it. So I need somebody to come in. Can, can, you, can you help me? Can you be a part of this? And somebody would grab and we would get to go a little bit further. We get some other guys that would come in and catch the vision of the church and pick it up. Yeah. And then... As we see more people coming in, guess what happens? Now we can build further and further and further and further. And it's not me holding the vision because I can only hold so much because the vision is not about me. The vision is about all of us. This is not Chad's church. This is not Chad's vision. This is a vision that is straight from God for me, for you. I'm just a steward. These guys are just stewards. So we've got so much vision that we can see. Maybe we've got five years that we've accomplished. There's another 10 years. There's another 20 years, however long until the Lord tarries. We can carry this thing on. And so when you sit out there in service and you're listening, I want you to find the place where you pick up your part of the vision. The Lord knew you would be here. That's why there's a place for you here. That's why there's a place. Thank you, guys. You can just lay that down right there. My original plan was to take this thing down and go all the way out the door, but I thought better. I better just, I better dial it back just a little bit. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. I believe you're here to pick up your part of the vision and run with it. There's something in you from God for this vision, for this church, for this season, for this group of people. And the time of setting back and saying, I just want to come and sit We don't have time for that. We, we don't have, if we believe, if we believe the Bible, 
If we believe Jesus and what he said, then we, re- we recognize really easily there's not time just to sit back and say, I'm okay to come and sit and stare. I know there are seasons for that, and I'm not asking you to preach. I'm just saying there's a place for you, and I will do everything within my power to give you the resources needed to fulfill what God has placed on your heart. I have story after story after story after story of people who have come to me and said, Pastor Chad, I think the Lord is, I think the Lord has kind of laid this on my heart. And I'll say, okay, let's figure it out. Let's go do it. I'm going to tell you some stories in this series coming up about those specific events that will blow your mind. Same type of conversations. Pastor Chad, I was just thinking, uh, I wonder if this would be a good idea. Or you can sit and stare. God has invited us to be a part of his vision, to steward it. So where do you fit in in that? I can tell you right now, I can guarantee you for the next five years, we're going to go for it as a church. We're not going to change anything. In fact, if we do anything as a church, we're going to ramp it up. We're, we're going to go bigger on this stuff. I, I just believe that, that it's worth it. I believe it's worth it. There are people right now, Sunday morning out there that need to be in this room. There are people on Monday night who need to hear about Jesus and what he did in your life. Someone needs a hug. Someone needs an encouragement. Someone needs to know that somebody cares. And I'm telling you, there's nobody else coming. It's you and me. That's it. When we get to stand before Jesus one day, I think we're going to be so shocked when we realize that he actually entrusted his rescue plan to us. That blows my mind even to today. But then I tell myself, you know, the Lord knows what he's doing and he must know something about me that I don't know. And if he is willing to invite me, to trust me, to encourage me, to be a part of what he's doing, he must be okay with it. Please never believe the lie that you're not good enough to help with what God is doing. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That's a lie. Stand up if you would. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. And let me just say, if if you ever hear a pastor talking about, if you do this, it's going to be easy, smooth sailing. He's lying. It's not. It's going to be challenging, but not impossible. It's going to feel overwhelming, but it won't overwhelm you. It's going to feel heavy at times. But we thankfully 
have been told by Jesus to take His yoke upon us. It's it's an easy one, He said, and for us to cast our care on Him. So there's always a way for us to make it through these things when it seems like we're facing something overwhelming, impossible. I wanna pray for you this morning as we let you get out of here. I'm so excited to get to share with you really the heart of Crosspoint and the vision of, of who we are as a church. And, and I know some of you have heard all my stories before, but I love repeating them because to me, what they do is they shine light on the faithfulness of God. I will forever tell the story when I sat down right over there in 2008 and the Lord spoke to me. Because I want you to know if the Lord has spoke something to you, that he hasn't forgot about it. And you might have to wait a little bit, but that's okay. If he said it to you, he's going to do it. But I want to pray for you this morning, and I don't know where you're at in, in your walk with God. I don't know where you're at in your, your journey and your relationship with church and all of those things. I know, that, I know that churches can let you down. I understand that completely. And, and I'm going to be honest. I wish that we were perfect as a church, and I, I hope I never let you down. But I am human. Our team, they're human. And there's only so much time in a day. So there might be an issue that you're thinking, well, when are they going to do something? We're probably going to mess up sometime, guys. We just probably are. But you can rest assured knowing that we are trying our best. I personally, as your pastor, am doing everything that I can within my power to make sure that you have a place to bring your family to spend time in the presence of God, to know that you can come face to face with Jesus and that we're doing what he's asked us to do. We're trying our best to do that. That's, that's what we're about. And so if there's a hiccup or a bump along the way, I would ask, man, give us a chance. I think we have a pretty good record right now of being honest and transparent and upfront, not perfect, but I think credible. So I do want to pray for you that, that in this season you would you would consider taking another step in your walk with God as it relates to your involvement with the local church. It could be something as committing, I'm going to come on Wednesday nights. I come on Sunday, but Wednesdays are tough. Committing to do that. Committing to make it here, you know, two times a month if you've only, you only come once every three months. Make a commitment for this year. I'm not asking you to take off a big bite, but take a nibble. Take a small step. And just ask the Lord, why am I here? Is that fair? Okay, would you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, today I I am so thankful for your faithfulness. And I know, I I don't even know the fullness of it. But what I can see and understand, I want to say publicly right now that I recognize that this is 100% you. And I appreciate that and I'm grateful to get to do what I know you've wired me to do. And so today for every person in the room and those that are watching online or wherever this message finds you, I pray, Lord, that you would help every individual to see what you would have them to do in their local church. Where is their spot to pick up the vision? What can they offer? What what gifting do they have? What resource do they have? What connection do they have 
what spirit is working in them? What what is the what is the drive in their life that you you placed in there? You what is that, and how does it fit here? I pray that you would help us be bold and not to be timid about what you've spoken in our hearts. And today I pray, Lord, that that we would be able to move forward into this new year with expectancy, awaiting the confirmation of what you have for us. And so we thank you for that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermons Podcast at Crosspoint Church in Ada, Oklahoma. If you would like more info on Crosspoint, check us out online at crosspointada.com.